everyone and welcome to another episode of All Out. Today we hear from one of the most positive, avuncular and likeable coaches in cricket. In fact, if I was a player, I would want Mickey Arthur to be my coach and I reckon he would get you to run through brick walls for him. He's had an amazing journey which has taken him from South Africa to Australia to Pakistan to his current job of head coach of Sri Lanka. Along the way, it's been a real roller coaster ride for him. He tells me why he thinks he was made a scapegoat for Homework Gate when he was sacked by Australia, why he loves working in Asia, and how he's had to sacrifice his personal life for the job. Hope you enjoy it, and please remember, give it a little subscribe. Mickey, great to see you again on UK shores. You've brought the Sri Lankan rainy season with you, though. <laughs> well, it's uh, saying that we haven't seen rain since we've been here. We had 10 days quarantine in uh, Manchester at Old Trafford. We, we trained every day. Weather was beautiful. And I'm uh, looking out my window day one of the first 2020, and it is beautiful. So we haven't seen a drop of rain since we've been here. So we brought the sun. Hopefully it, it continues from now on. All right, you brought the rain, then you, then you brought the sun. We'll give you that. Um, you are one of the most well-travelled men in cricket, I reckon. How are you finding this Sri Lanka job? It's interesting. Uh, I, I'm loving it. it it's, a, it's a proper challenge, Matt. It, it really is. You know, we, 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 we're trying to... Look, where we sit at the moment is nowhere near, near a reflection of where Sri Lanka should be. So... Um, I, I've been there, what, two, nearly two years now, but it, I, I've only been working through three or four series. So we, we've looked at, at what we've got. We've looked at a lot of playing stocks. Our, I feel our test cricket is in quite a good position at the moment. Um, we've got a lot of, lot of work to do with our white ball stuff. So that's the focus at the moment is trying to get a team that can compete in 2023. But along the way, we've got two tw uh, 2020 World Cups as well. So... We're giving opportunities, we've created new standards, and we're looking forward to seeing some guys really come to the fore. So how does this job then differ culturally from your other international jobs? I'm talking Pakistan, Australia, South Africa. It's interesting because every, every job has had its own little niche. You know, obviously coaching South Africa was, was, was comfortable from a cultural point of view because... I'd grown up in that culture and, and the, the same boys I was coaching, I knew I had known for a period of time, you know, through, through, through different coaching gigs, playing, et cetera, et cetera. Australia, as we know, was, was totally different, probably misread the temperature just a little bit. Pakistan was fantastic. And culturally, that, was, that for me was, was, was not shock, but that was the biggest cultural transition because suddenly you were in Asia and everything is different in Asia. So you have to adapt your coaching style to, to the temperature in the country. And uh, as I always said, uh, Pakistan was emotional. It was challenging. It was loud. It was colorful. It was uh, ecstatic. It, it was just every word you can imagine is encapsulated in the time in Pakistan. So that was brilliant. And, and a little bit with Sri Lanka on a smaller scale. Um, also culturally a little bit different um, um, and, and, and it's taken a while to, 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 to get to, to know the guys because we've had such a long break through COVID. Um, but I feel we're getting there now. So I'm, I'm quite comfortable we're on the right track. 
So some people from the outside looking in, I guess, would assume that there, you would have more internal politics, say, in Sri Lanka or Pakistan than you would do in South Africa or Australia. Is that, does that ring true or is that wide of the mark? Um, yeah, look, it does probably ring, ring true uh, just a little bit, but every place I've worked in has got its own set of challenges. Um, every place you worked in has got its own its own different nuances in terms of in terms of politics and South Africa was different to Australia um, uh, South Africa was was obviously uh, obviously tough because we were, we were a, a unified country only from 1992 so so to kind of work through that was what was was nice so that that was challenging you know becoming the rainbow nation and you know pulling all these different cultures together to create a successful team was was fantastic and very fulfilling. Um, Australia presented a totally different set of set of challenges. So when you talk politics and you talk internal politics, there, there is in, 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 in every international team that I've coached in. Um, it's just it just hits you in different ways. That's all. It is a little bit more emotional in the subcontinent, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that for sure. How about dealing with the different types of personalities and the different nationalities as well. I spoke to Brendan McCullum on one of these podcasts earlier, and he was fascinating on that, really. He was talking about how different it is to coach different nationalities. For example, he was saying with West Indians, maybe sometimes can be a bit more high maintenance, but they are also fiercely loyal once you get them on side how different it was between Australians and New Zealanders and English players. Have you found that as well? Yeah, without a doubt, um, without a doubt. And, and I'd share those those type of sentiments. Um, uh, you know, if South Africans were, 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 were brilliant, very disciplined. Um, South Africans wanted structure, which is which is a characteristic of 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 South Africans. You know, they they, they all, all the players came from a very disciplined background. Um, like South Africa is pretty conservative to a point, um, and and they what you had to bring them as a coach was the structure around around their setup, and that allowed them to best perform. I found Australia was a little bit more player driven, where 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 where, where the players, the, the the players not had more of a say, which is which is which is good, and 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 it's you know there should be a, a collaboration of 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 of, of work, but. I, but I found them to be a little bit more player-driven. Um, Pakistan was 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 incredible in that regard, and from a sense of loyalty. Um, you know, once once you had the Pakistan guys, once they trusted you, once you had proved yourself to them that you were there, and you had their own best interests at heart, and the countries, um, I got unqualified loyalty from from those guys. They were they were they, they were amazing. You know, you had to understand culturally. You had to understand uh, where they were. Religion is a, is a very important part of, of 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 Pakistan, and and you and you needed to understand that, um, and embrace it, which which I did. And and once you showed that that connection with the country, the connection with the players, that they uh, you got the best out of them, and and got a, a lot of unbridled loyalty. And, and Sri Lanka is a little bit of the same, you know. Sri Lanka is fairly multicultural. Obviously, it's a it's it's a Buddhist country by and large, but there's a lot of Christians in it. There's 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 a Muslim um, there's a Muslim pocket as well. You obviously got the Tamils and the and the 
See me, so so it's it's it is a little bit of a melting pot as well of, of of different cultures, but that's what makes the job so interesting. But I have found them as well fiercely loyal. Once you once you get them on their side, and once they know because they've come from a structure that has generally been very volatile, so there's been no security around positions. There's been you know, there's been a lot of chopping and changing within the team, and that that leads players to playing for themselves. And once the players start playing for themselves, it's hard for a coach. You've got to get them buying into into a team environment and collectively as a team move, moving moving the project forward. But but you only get that once you show that that loyalty to them. Once you show that that if a guy if a guy if you've um, identified a player and he nicks off a couple of times, you're still giving him the go. Otherwise, otherwise you lose that you lose that fuss, uh, that faith and trust very very quickly. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's 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 been so diverse in in dealing with the players. And working in Asia is just different, isn't it? It's a different experience. If you're a Westerner to succeed working in Asia, do you think you need to have adaptability and patience? 100% you do, but you've also got to show that you're not just there to, you know, in, you, you'd have a look through through all the Asian countries, and there's been numerous times of, of overseas coaches coming in and and not really creating a, a legacy or not really doing anything different, you know, it, it almost, uh, without wanting to be sound disrespectful, but it's almost as if coaches have come into those countries, collected a salary check, when their contract's finished, they move on. Um, I, I think I think for me it's always been I want to leave something sustainable. So so it's it's not about it's it's not about the the job for me. Uh, it, it's about the legacy that you leave at the end of that job. It's it's about how are you going to be remembered when you when you walk out the door. And every every time and particularly in Asia, I've wanted to leave that organisation in a far better place than I found it. Um, I certainly certainly succeeded with with with, uh, with Pakistan. I certainly think think we did anyway, and, and and we're on the track. And and it's 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 a long journey with Sri Lanka, but I'm comfortable and confident that given the time and the backing, we will we will certainly leave it in a far better position than uh, than we found it. But I always say, Maddie, and I, you've never coached until you've coached in Asia, because <laughs> the excitement, the chaos, the emotion. The colour, it's it's unrivaled. Yeah, I agree. You've got to embrace the chaos, haven't you? Whatever you're you're doing in Asia, whatever work you're doing, you travel a lot. Can, can life as a travelling head coach be quite lonely at times? Yeah, look, it can. I mean, I sit here without having seen my family since November 2019. So you know, the, wow. since the last time we were together in in. Um, in in India, doing Mumbai. Mumbai. Um, <laughs> I've seen you uh, sort of earlier than than I've seen I've seen my family. You know, because I, as as you know, I came to Mumbai and I was going going to New Zealand and going home, and I ended up going to Colombo, and I'm still there. And, and and you know, so well, that's due to due to circumstances, obviously, around the world have changed. But it, it is it's very lonely. You know, you 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 pulling the strings. You 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 at some point in time are not making popular decisions. You're making decisions that challenge it. You're continually challenging the organisation. 
particularly where we find ourselves at the moment. We're very much in the embryo phase of a, of a cycle. So you, you, you've, got to, you've got to keep challenging the organization to get your structures and your standards to where they need to be. So, yeah, look, it, it's, it, it's incredibly lonely. That's why you need some good support staff around you. I've got Grant Flower that's traveled with me all over. You know, he's, he's become like a little brother to me because we've just spent so much time together. Uh, you need people you can trust. You need people you can talk to. Um, over over a whole range of things, you know, not only the cricket, because you, know, you all go through different spaces in your life where, you know, there there might be things at home that aren't that aren't going well or whatever, where you need somebody to chat to. So it's important that you and your support staff play such a massive role in that. So to do the job, do you have to sacrifice your personal life a bit? Yeah, you do. Uh, you 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 ultimately do. I mean, I, I haven't seen. My daughters are all grown up now. You know, I've got a granddaughter I haven't seen yet. Um, so, so you, you do. You you, 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 you sacrifice. So to do the role that you're doing, if you're not doing this role to the best of your ability and not committing 100% to it, you can't. You, you can't do it well. It's a it's a 24/7 job, um, and that and that obviously comes comes at a cost. And and I, and I, I so I, I know that. You know, full well. The schedule is crazy now, isn't it? In fact, you rarely see players playing every series now. You frequently see big name players left out of this series or that series so they can play at a later date. What about for coaches? In the future, do you see different coaches coming in for the different formats as being a regular thing? And if so, do you think that would work? Or cause a few issues. Um, I certainly think with your um, with, with your support coaches, definitely. I, st I still maintain your head coach drives drives the ship and drives the bus, as it were. And he's got to be hands on all the time. You know, other than you could you could you could have one or two little tours. Or Chris Silverwood, I see, is having the having the ODI uh, series off against us. He's got a wonderful backroom staff, so you've got to have a really good backroom staff and understanding to be able to be able to do that. So I, I do see that happening. It's it's not sustainable just doing it doing it all the time. But 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 my, my philosophy on that is slightly different. In that, I think it's something you signed up to do, and 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 you need to do it. You you knew. The possible consequences that we're going to come with it, and, and and we're not in a perfect world at the moment, not by any means, which has made it a lot tougher. But you know, I, I had a walk around Cardiff Bay today, and I'm looking at the streets of were virtually, virtually empty. There was the odd people walking around, and I'm looking at that game. How lucky am I to be able to have done, and continued to do the job that I was hired for, over 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 this tough time. So. I, I, I far prefer looking looking at the positives on it. You know that rest and rotation. It, it's it's it, for players. I think it's I think it's going to it's vitally important. Um, I, I'd I'd just like to see more of the top players turning out more often. Um, and I think that's that that just takes some uh, quite a bit of organising. But but uh, but uh, you know I, I hate seeing top players not not playing and not competing in. In incredible events, you know, I think I think it's so important that they manage properly, but that they are they are playing when they when they when they have to, you know, if if, if that makes sense to you. Like 
we haven't got the we haven't got the the real talent pool to do that too much. England have got a massive talent pool. England could do it. Australia can do it. India can do it. We we playing India in a series in in straight after this in in Sri Lanka, and they bringing basically a, a second team. But that second team is is unbelievable. Shikhar Dhawan, Prithvi Shaw, Hardik Pandya, uh, Krunal Pandya, Baveshnar Kumar, Kuldeep Yadav. Um, you know, the, second team to me. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> the, the, the list is endless. But we just, it, it, I'm talking Sri Lanka, we don't have the capacity to do that. Um, so, yeah, the rest and rotation is necessary, but uh, you still want to be as best you can putting your best your best side out there. How about your coaching style, Mickey? You seem to me to be a very personable coach. You have a close relationship with your players. There isn't too much distance like there is with some coaches. Is that fair enough? Yeah, that's very fair. And I think your relationship you build with your players is is very, very important. Now, now there's a line, and you can't cross that line in terms of being, being too personable or too close. Um, but I still believe that you get the best out of your players if they trust you. If they, if they trust you, if they, I always say, if a guy comes to discuss a problem outside of his forward defense or his outswinger, you winning and you've got that player and he'll run through a brick wall for you. I kind of feel I have that with, with, with a lot of players. You know, I think that's so important because then you get the best out of them because they feel loved, they feel comfortable in the environment, and they feel secure. But they have to be maintaining the standards. You know, there's no compromise on standards at all. So, so it's a, it's, it's not a love-hate relationship, but it, but it's certainly a lot of give and take. Um, I can never drop the standards of for 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 what we're trying to do. But I think your personal relationships with your players are what gives them better performance out of the middle for sure, because they trust and they believe in the system, and that's and that's key. You're clearly a very emotional guy as well. We see that whenever the camera cuts to you on the balcony. Great reactions and facial yeah, expressions. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> the viewers like it. We often see emotionless machines in sport. Do you think emotion is a good thing if it's harnessed in the right way? Yeah, I do. Uh, like, like I do. And, and, and I'm... I'm... I just can't, what you see is what you get with me. You know, it, it's, it, my emotions are, you, you, you can look at my face and you, and you know where we are in the game. Now, there's a lot of coaches that, that, that sit with the poker face, but inside they, they, they're churning up. I'm not sure which is, which is right and wrong. I do think at a point, um, it shows how invested you are in the, in the team going forward. It shows how invested you are in the process. And it shows how invested you are in the development of those players. Um, in a kind of funny way, it's 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 just it's just who it's just who I am. But it kind of brings credence to to what you're about and 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 what you're trying to achieve with the with the team. And and I ride every wave with the side because I hate losing. I want success for the not 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 for me. It's not personal success. It's success for our players. I want to see our players develop. I want to see those players have personal success. And if I can find them a way to, to, to 
to get there quicker and shortcut all the all the trials and tribulations I will. So I, I let them know exactly where, where, what I feel. I have the hard, honest conversations, but I'll also put a put an arm around them whenever they need it. You talk really passionately when, when you talk about the players. It's really noticeable. And you mentioned before we met up in Mumbai in 2019 to work on the Pakistan-Australia series uh, just after you'd finished being Pakistan coach. And I remember you saying to me at the time, Baba Azam is my son. You know, I, you were sort of slightly joking, I, I think, but there's obviously a, a clear, um, close relationship there. Is that how you see the players then almost, as, as your, your sons? Yeah, I do. I, I, I really do, because I've got a real interest in them. And, and, and yeah, call it the adopted son. He, uh, Baba's got a wonderful dad who I've met and, and we've had we've had many good times with them, you know. But I, I you know, I say that in metaphorically is 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 I, I, on the road. I try and care for the boys. I try and be that 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 dad that they can come to. I try and be the guy that 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 can give them advice. Um, I try and be that because it's trying time, particularly for the young boys, you know. And 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 yes, I am. I'm invested because it gives me so much pleasure to see players that you spend time with and players that you work with and players that you give guidance to ultimately have success. Because, you know, that's the satisfaction of being a coach. You know, when, when I see Bob Azam in the top three or four in the world, I, I get a lot of a lot of joy out of that. Not not joy selfishly, joy for Baba because I know the process he's been on uh, or, or whoever it is. And I know the sacrifices he's made to be that guy. And, and, and that, for me, uh, just gives me so much satisfaction and joy. There's a lot of extra stuff to worry about now, isn't there, for the yeah. players? I'm sure you were across the Ollie Robinson story yeah. for England. Yeah. He made his debut and then that was sullied, unfortunately, with some historic tweets that he, he made. The, the players are now expected to have been paragons of virtue for their whole lives. Is that right, or do we need to be a bit more forgiving in society at times? Look, I, I think historically it's, it's I, I think, you know, when, when the guys have been young guys growing up and, and, and tweets have been, have been put out there from eight or ten years ago, guys are allowed to change and grow up and, and, and get a, a clear understanding of the, the dynamics of the world. You know, so so I, I do believe there should be there, there should be a second chance for that, um, depending on depending on how recent they are, because you know stuff that he was tweeting is it's not okay, it, it's it's not it's not it's not good to do it. It's a clear lack of understanding. But I I, I watched that and I and I watched it very very closely, and I, you know I did see a lot of remorse. Um, I saw a guy that that clearly in his in his teenage years was was a little bit wild by his own by his own um, by his own admi admittance. Um, about I'd like to think that guys are, are are really aware of it at the moment. You know, there's such cultural diversity around the world, and and it's such a talking point. Um, I, I I do think that 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 there needs to be massive awareness. And any guy now that 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 tweets something like that is just is just plain stupid. What do you say to your players with regards to what they do on social media? Get off social media. 
<laughs> Simple as that, you know. And you're on it. Yeah, I am, but I, but during I, I I I don't go on during during match times. I, I do it to follow Arsenal and to follow Middlesex and to and to see what Matt Matt Floyd's doing in the world. All the right teams, all the right teams. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I do. You know, I, I don't use it like the players use it. I'm I'm on Twitter and that's it. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on any of that. I'm, I, I'm on Twitter because I like waking up in the morning and getting all the news headlines from the from the from the people that that yeah you know, it's just quick easy I get I get all the info I get all the news I'm not I'm not on it for anything else but I think for players it is it's really really tough now that they um you know they've just got to be very aware you know there's there, there's no filters on social media anymore you know and uh, you know, we've had a couple of our players that have been absolutely slaughtered. Um, and, 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 and it's affected them, you know, it's, it's certainly, it certainly has affected them. So my suggestion to our boys is just, is just don't be on it because it just creates so many, it just creates so many doubts, so many thoughts, uh, so many emotions that, that I just don't think it's worth it, particularly when you're playing this level of sport. Mm. Did you then, after the Ollie Robinson event, I and mean, I presume other head coaches around the world would have done the same thing, did you get your players together and just have a conversation about it and make sure people are going back and checking what they've written in the past and things like that? Yeah, look, we, we've, 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 certainly, we've certainly chatted at length about, uh, about it, what's, what's, what's acceptable and, and, and what's not. What I've found in the subcontinent, though, particularly with Pakistan and, and with our Sri Lankan boys, is that they don't actually do the tweeting because they, they battle with, with their, obviously, a little bit with the English. So they've got somebody who does it for them. So, so I find their managers do it. Ah. And, 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 and that brings another dynamic because the manager thinks he's doing the right thing. But but what that tweet does is it represents that that player, um, and, and we've had a couple of instances where 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 it hasn't gone down that well, and we've had to call the player in and say you've got to take responsibility and accountability now for your own account. So it happens a lot with the subcontinent boys that they they actually aren't the ones that are putting out those those uh, those tweets. It's actually their management team doing it. I want to take you back to the Australia job, which we touched on briefly at the beginning uh, of this conversation do you regret ever taking that job um i don't think i ever regret ever taking that job because it, it just presented itself to me at that at that time i was really excited about that job it was a massive challenge australia was was bad it's a, it's a country i live in i'm i'm australian i, I travel on an australian passport um i think it came too early for me um in terms of my journey in Australia. So I, I only finished with South Africa in 2010 and started in May. So I finished uh, March 2010 with South Africa, started May 2020, uh, 2010 with Western Australia and only had 18 months with Western Australia before having, getting the Australian job. So it, it, it was too quick. It, it, it definitely happened far too quick for me. Um, in terms of me understanding all the dynamic that we're at play, I, I didn't know really know the Australian players other than coaching against them, you know. So, so it it did it did. Uh, so th th there's and and there's a lot of regret in so many different ways, you know. I would have done a lot of things differently, um, 
certainly would have done a lot of things differently had I had, had I got the job at a, at a later time. Yeah. I think like what? Well, well, I would have understood the dynamic a lot more. I mean, it it, it it was it was a tough dynamic to walk straight into. Yeah, there was a lot going on within that within that within that setup and organisation at that time. It was on a rebuild. It had just lost the ashes in Australia, which was, yeah, there was this August review. There was a lot of change. Suddenly, there was a director of cricket brought in full time. There was a full time coach come in with 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 powers, if you like, that the previous coaches didn't have. Um, there was a full time uh, convener selectors, um, and the captain then got a vote. So so it, it became a massive. Not power struggle. Power struggle is too strong a word. But it, everybody was looking for order, and and this was all new. It was it was just a new environment, and roles needed to be clarified a lot better than they were. You know, people were overstepping the line on on, on a lot of things. But also, what was going on in the team at the moment was 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 very interesting, for a whole lot of different reasons. And 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 it was it was a team that needed fixing both culturally. Um, and and tactically and technically, so so there was a lot there was a lot happening. Um, and I certainly think that had I been in the system a lot longer, I would have been more familiar with 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 what was going on. And with Homework Gate, which was obviously where a few Australian players were left out of the side because they didn't complete a, a task, you were in charge. But do you still feel you were made a, a bit of a scapegoat for all of that? Well, I think I do, and because it, it all fell on on, on me, um, and, and it, it, it was a it was a, a uniform decision that that a lot of us made. You know, I had the whole support staff the night before talking about it. Um, the captain and the captain he he came out and backed me. You know, he was always on sides with it. Um, yeah, I. I I do to a point, but I, but I, I do think that there was a little bit of justification because a couple of years later there was a cultural review. Now now I, now I thought at that particular time for me, we needed to change culture. There was a culture of it was a very selfish environment. It was uh, I'm looking for a word. It was almost a culture of entitlement. It it, it 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 needed it needed a shakeup. Now, if I had homework gate again, I don't think I would have followed through with with what I did. But I was under a lot of pressure from a lot of people to follow through with that. Um, and sitting back thinking, it, yeah, it was probably it was probably far too harsh a, a penalty. But something needed to happen. So there needed to be a shock to the system to. To get that that whole system working in the in in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I do in a way, but I do think there was some vindication later when they went through a whole cultural review. And you said there you, you're basically a naturalised Australian now. You you still live in Western Australia, so that must have been quite a difficult time for you. Did you feel that? Almost the whole country was against you at certain times. Um, oh, yes and no, because I found a lot of people got it. At that at that point in time, the Australian cricket team wasn't very well liked in Australia, by by the by Joe Public. You know, I remember going down to the tennis club and 
Yeah, everybody who played tennis didn't really like the Australian cricket team. They felt they were spoiled brats. So the local Australian had fallen out of love a little bit with the Australian cricket team at that time. So, 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 so there was there was a little bit of support, and 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 there certainly was. There was obviously a lot of abuse and a lot of a lot of hate, but but I but I did I did have some sort. I, I think my family probably felt a little bit more than I did. Now my daughters were at school then in a in a, in a, a school in, in in Perth. It became massive news. It, you know, I remember coming back home from India and, uh, at, at that time, and there were TV crews outside our house. You know, it 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 became a very intrusive environment for a little bit. Um, so yeah, it, look, it was it, it was a tough time, but I think I, I think in that tough time I grew a hell of a lot as a coach and grew as a person. You know, it was a, it was a lesson that I don't want to go through again, but I think it was worthwhile in the long run because I think it made me a better coach going forward. Yeah, elaborate on that a little bit then. How do you think you became a better coach after that? I think I became because I think I went into the Australian job. Having had a little bit of success with WA, and we were starting to get things right there, but I think I went into into the Australian job and and ran it like I did South Africa. And 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 that was clearly a mistake because I thought that culturally we were very similar. When in fact I needed to just sit back for a little bit and learn and get to know and understand the dynamic before making change and before making making decisions that that would ultimately impact the direction the team took. Uh, I think I think I came in and tried to do that all too quick. But again, I, I think that was that was on the basis of the fact that there was all these different positions created, and and with these different positions came a yeah you know, everybody wanted to wanted to get cracking and everybody wanted to to be seen to be making a difference and you know we were all probably a little bit too hasty in the in 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 in, in a lot of our decisions. So what it taught me was that I went back. I, I first after the Australian job, I went and I became director of cricket at a private school in Perth and started my own academy and 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 had a bit of a normal life for for two and a half years i coached a little bit in the in the in the leagues and and life was life life was good um and 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 that taught me to fall in love again with the game a game that that i'd been in love with all my life i kind of at the end of australia fell out of love with it just a little bit and then and then fell back in love coaching these young boys and doing a bit of franchise stuff and seeing a young under eight guy coming into my academy and giving him a one-on-one -on -one for half an hour and and making him feel like he was Don Bradman when he left, you know, um, <laughs> giving him that that half an hour experience that that he he never forget. Um, so yeah, I fell in love with the game again. And but my love has always been with coaching internationally because I feel you make a difference. I did the leagues. And and I and I love the leagues, you know, and I'll, I'll hope, probably do them again at some point in time, but I don't believe that that's proper coaching. So so I I, I like being putting together a 12 month of the year program for our best players, so I can sit down and go right in March we're there, in April we're there. This is what we're doing in June, and we've got a technical block in July, and we're all going to come in and we're going to work hard because that's our technical block, and we can do some conditioning. So I like sitting and planning a whole year, and then I love seeing how the players develop. I mean, you don't really do that at franchise level. So, so once I got back into it, it was it was where it was where I belonged.
let's finish with Sri Lanka then. You mentioned earlier that Sri Lanka obviously are nowhere near where they want to be or where they used to be back in the glory days. Was that a big reason why you were attracted to the job? Yes, it was. 100% it was. Um, and, and saying basket case is too, is too strong a word, but we ranked nine, eight and eight in the world. We've got to go to the 2020 World Cup now and qualify. Sri Lanka's never, ever had to do that. Now, now that, that's a legacy of the last four years. So, 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 so that's where Sri Lanka was when, when I took over, and, and we're still there. Uh, but I do feel that the challenge of the job is working to create that legacy, working to leave something sustainable behind that people can look at and they say, geez, when Mickey and his support staff were here, this is what we did. And, and, and if, if I can leave that legacy, then, then, then I'll be very, very happy. I love challenges. This is a real challenge, Matt. This is, this, this is a real challenge. We've got some young, talented players. Um, but it's going to take time. And, and I love that. I hope I get the time to make that sustainable change to, to hopefully get them to back to where they belong. You've pretty much coached all over the world now. You know, the, one of the places that's obvious that you haven't coached in, England. Yes, yes. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> is it really? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I, I remember being a young boy um, getting the, subscribing to the, the Cricketer and the Wisdom. You know, they used to come out once a month when I was growing up. And, geez, I was born in, so that was late 70s. Now, I remember the second Monday of every month because it took about a week to get over to us. I subscribed. I used to get in my letterbox, Wisden and Cricketer, and I used to just read and I used to read about all the county cricketers and the county structure and the county system. And 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 I vowed, a promise I made was that I'd always love to be in that system at one day. And and yeah, so so I would love nothing more than in the next couple of years to take Sri Lankan cricket to where they need to be. And then coming down and working with an ambitious county. It doesn't need to be the best county. It just needs to be an ambitious county to try and make them the best they can be and, and leave a legacy there as well. I might know one or two, actually, mate. I'll see if I can make some calls. Yes, come on. Come on, Manny, <laughs> please. <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll get into Hampshire Cricket Club maybe in about 10 years' time once you're done with all the professionals. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Well, listen, Mickey, I really wish an opposition coach well just on the eve of an England series, but I genuinely wish you and all the boys a really good tour. No, I know you do. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate that. And it's, it's great catching up again. Geez, we had fun in, in India. We've got to do it again at some point in time. Let's get yeah, Mickey and Matt back in the studio in Mumbai. 100%. We'll get it sorted, It's never mate. been so good in Mumbai. Sony rocked when we were there. <laughs> Great to talk to you, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Manny.